Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Well, hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I am your host, and I am a retail change and transformation specialist, working with retailers online, offline, and omni-channel to help drive change, get change moving, and define their ideal operating models to help cope with the ever-evolving world of retail. I believe all retail companies, and actually all companies, have a chance to change, and if they're intentional and they take the right actions, anything is possible. So thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This one is episode 203, number 203. Now I said it just there, retail is ever evolving, continually changing. And as such, I'm sure you'll have heard plenty about the ongoing need for change. As a word, transformation is overused and sometimes can even be used interchangeably for change. But often you may hear some grumblings where people saying that transformation is not change, that transformation is a big and major significant shift, you know, a massive disruption. I'm sure you can imagine what that means. But I was curious, where does the word transformation come from? It literally means across forms or taking something from one form across to another form and is derived from the Latin word of transformare. And what's interesting here is that literal meaning does not make reference to the scale. Transformation is change. Change is transformation. But nevertheless, there are different types of change, different topics, of course, different focus areas, different benefits, different problems and solutions, and of course, different scales of change. And when it comes to different scales of change, there are still two broad ends of the spectrum and appreciate it's not black and white, but in simple language, big changes and small changes. And the question you have to face into is, should you be doing big changes or small changes? Which is best for you, for your organisation, for your colleagues, for your customers, ultimately for your business? And that's especially pertinent, let's be honest, right now in a period of volatility, in a period of uncertainty and hard trading conditions, and arguably where cost management and cost reduction may become front of mind priorities. So let me introduce two terms, which you may have heard me talking about before, but we've never really dived into. Those two terms are fundamental transformation and incremental transformation. And in this episode, we're going to explore both, highlight some of the watchouts, and think about how your change and transformation roadmap should be set out. Should you be thinking about big changes or small changes? Just quickly, you can head on over to the show notes today, where you'll be able to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing, as well as find other episodes that are closely linked to this one that will be great episodes to listen to next. You'll find those show notes over at obandco.com 
ob&co.uk slash 203. That's ob&co.uk slash 203. And this episode really comes at a great time, actually. At the time of release, just days away from the first productivity and transformation event, where I'm partnering up with Rethink Productivity to bring a full day of content, new thinking, networking opportunities, and ultimately the chance to explore and lay out fundamental transformation plans and incremental transformation plans. If you're on social media, then check out the hashtag PT22. That's hashtag PT22 for Productivity and Transformation 22. And follow along if you are not going to be there in the room with us. We've got over 100 retailers coming along. It's all set to be a fantastic day. But without further ado, let's dive in to explore these two different types of transformation. First up, fundamental transformation. What are we talking about here? Well, fundamental transformation is large scale change, big change, disruptive changes that really shift the operating model and all the business model and make a massive difference for both customers and colleagues and the wider company as well. There may be a number of notable changes which really may impact and need involvement from teams like investor relations or PR or marketing as well. So these are really significant shifts. And the other important thing to note here is that whilst the shift at the end is significant, we might not be 100% clear on what the exact solution is at the start. It's often difficult to see. It's often unclear and it needs to be discovered as part of the transformation journey. So a few examples of what fundamental transformation could look like. Well, it could be a new business model, perhaps moving into one of the new sustainability-driven business models, resale or repair or something like that. As an example, Selfridges recently announced that they want half of their transactions to be resale or repair or rental or refills by 2030. Now, this sustainability shift represents a major change across the entire business model, a true fundamental transformation. Or another example, perhaps Amazon expanding and experimenting with physical shops or moving into the healthcare industry. Or perhaps Walmart thinking about a new business model in the shape of their Plus subscription service that they released. New business models tend to represent the most audacious fundamental transformation, but it could equally be a new proposition. For example, opening a new service or expanding into other categories or other channels. For example, co-op using robots for home deliveries or opening in-store collection hatches. Or the many retailers who have created partnerships with the likes of Deliveroo or Uber Eats, etc. Or maybe it's a major new initiative, perhaps a new channel, as I say, that is significantly different than one that has come before. In episode 202, we were talking about live streaming. This is a great example. And companies like The Very Group and plenty of others are experimenting and finding their way with this new technology at the moment. And if you're keen to keep an eye on these transformations in the ever-evolving world of retail, then I would encourage you to subscribe for the Retail Transformation Briefing. 
This is my free email newsletter to help you track the notable changes in our ever-evolving world of retail. See the trends as they happen through headlines from around the world. Understand the insight and intel from key players in the industry. And all this in a quick five-minute digest every single week. Sign up for free over on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 203. Now, a few watchouts and challenges for sure with fundamental transformation. We touched on it earlier. This type of change is complex. There are loads of moving parts and it's really hard to get everything into place. With new processes or new systems, new people policies, and all needing to work alongside the existing businesses and processes and systems and policies and constraints. But alongside this complex change, you invariably need to involve a wide cross-functional team, possibly including people and or partners that exist outside the company as well. And as you expand to a bigger team, unfortunately, people do get nervous of major changes. They get fearful, right? Fear of the unknown. And so consequently, this big cross-functional team needs lots of focus and attention to manage and guide and direct, especially if the fundamental transformation is perceived to be detracting from the standard business. Perhaps it's distracting. Perhaps it's going to cannibalize an existing revenue stream, right? That's not going to go down well, although it might be the right thing to do in the long run. There are going to be a load of unknown assumptions, particularly with that big cross-functional team, knowledge gaps in people's heads, right? And with these knowledge gaps, what happens is our own personal experience and viewpoint fills in the blanks to complete the picture. But filling in the blanks to complete the picture in your own head does not make it true. And the challenge is understanding how you have filled in the blanks compared to how I have filled in the blanks. And of course, depending on what the picture is, I appreciate I'm stretching the analogy here, but depending on what the picture is, we might end up with two very different pictures, right? So it's important to capture assumptions from across the team, and then you can at least clarify and get everyone on the same page. But if you don't capture those assumptions, you'll never even know that you're looking at different pictures. And closely linked to that, it's also important to align expectations. Expectations about how things work, what the impact's going to be, what the customer's benefit is, what the colleague benefit is, or impact, of course. When are things happening? What is happening? What's the scope? There are so many different aspects here that, again, form assumptions and expectations in people's heads, and you've got to get those aligned. Another thing with fundamental transformation is that it is likely to need more time and perhaps investment, whether that be mental investment or people investment, or of course, financial investment. And all of that suggests it needs longer term thinking. So if you are hoping to come up with a fundamental transformation and have it delivered by next month, it's probably unlikely. Now, I'm not saying it can't be done, but it is unlikely to happen, if I'm honest. And connected to that long-term thinking, the results are also more likely to be long-term results. It's not going to be perhaps a switch it on and immediately see the benefit. It may take time to build. Obviously, depending on what the specific transformation is, if it's a new business model or a new channel, etc., you are going to need to build up the pipeline or awareness 
before you can realize the benefits. So a few tips given these watchouts and given my experience is firstly, you must consider what are you actually trying to do? What is the aim? And by the way, let's align on expectations. Is that what everyone else thinks the aim is too? As we were talking about earlier, exploration is likely to be an important part of the transformation journey because you don't know the answer. And therefore, tools like operating models are going to be super useful to help you define and communicate how things work. What are the inputs? What are the outputs? What are the handover points? What are the risks, etc., etc.? And coupled with that, how does it integrate with the existing business? What are the synergies that perhaps you can maximize or minimize depending on what sort of impact that is? And can you even forecast what that would look like as well? Now, you're going to need to be careful with trialing some or all of the initiative. Because when it comes to fundamental transformation, it's likely that there are lots of unknowns. So are you trialing the whole transformation, the whole solution? Or are you just testing small little parts of it? And actually, is it a fair test or a fair trial? Especially given some of the watchouts we've spoken about earlier in terms of sort of the ramp up time needed, etc. And really closely related to that, think about the data and the metrics, because you're not always going to have the full details. It will not always be backed up with plenty of data because you are treading new ground. Now, you might be able to get some data and you might have to rely on external data, but the answer perhaps will not be as clear as you might like. And that's when assumption management is going to be important and thinking about how are you going to be able to supplement or, as we were talking about just a minute ago, test small little parts Ultimately, how are you going to cope without knowing everything? Of course, execution is critical. So you're going to have to rely on great project and program management to help keep the plate spinning, to help set and deliver to the timescales. But because the answer and the operating model might not be immediately obvious, aspects like a project plan may not be immediately obvious either. You don't know the answer, so you don't know the tasks that are going to need to happen along the way. That's the whole exploration piece. But ultimately, you do want to have some form of guiding schedule because you don't want to just meander into the wilderness, hoping that suddenly you're going to pop out in Nirvana, right? And then finally, risk management is important as well. There's lots that could go wrong. It's likely to be considered a big bet. And as such, as we were talking about earlier, lots of people worry about it. They worry about being caught in a tight spot. They worry about their own personal future or their own personal impact. And what happens if people are worrying and they are fearing the unknown? They're going to unintentionally dig their heels in. They're going to make it difficult. They're going to ultimately, unfortunately, slow the transformation down or maybe even divert it completely, right? And so given all of the watchouts and these challenges, and with these sort of risks of people and unknowns, etc., it's very easy, let's be honest, it's very easy to shy away from doing this type of transformation. It's very easy to say, this year, it's a bit tough. So let's move that out to next year, shall we? But if you don't look at fundamental transformation, and you don't start on this transformation journey, and you don't prioritize it, and you don't give it enough attention, then 
let's be honest, you're never going to make the significant shifts to the business that allow you to stay relevant, firstly, and proactively grow in the market. So it's hard, but the wins are big, right? So that's fundamental transformation, but let's explore incremental transformation. These are smaller changes, optimizations, you could say, or improvements to what already exists. You might know incremental transformation as continuous improvement. You might know it as iterative improvement or evolutionary change. Ultimately, the solution is often clear and obvious. There is a trend and you are following that trend. Now, the way of achieving the solution might be innovative. It might need to be decided. But where you are going is relatively predictable. And as I'm sure you can imagine, there are examples all around us. And sometimes you may be even taking some of these changes for granted. Maybe it's a website making continual tweaks to the homepage, speeding up page load speeds, improving conversion rates, making delivery a little bit faster, or perhaps optimizing an app to make data more available, or perhaps changing the frequency of deliveries throughout the supply chain to balance labor productivity and availability and distribution costs. Or maybe you're thinking about changing the opening hours of stores or the support hours for your customer service center rather than opening at nine o'clock, you're gonna open at 10 o'clock or eight o'clock, whatever. It's a small little change. And as incremental transformation is smaller and more manageable, there are fortunately fewer watchouts and challenges to overcome. Now, perhaps the most obvious but hidden watchout is that smaller optimizations will not change the world by themselves. You're gonna need a lot of incremental transformation changes to build up to a meaningful shift for the business. Although, of course, each individual change is likely to be a meaningful shift for a smaller part of the business or a particular customer segment. And I think that is an important point to consider. Benefits might look small, but for someone, that means the world of difference. And don't forget that. Now, given you are likely to have a program with lots of different changes, there is an increased risk of overwhelm and change capacity. And that's both from the customers of the change, who is impacted by the transformation, as well as the change teams that are maybe delivering the project or program or governing the project or program as well. And with this huge volume of projects going on, there is a risk of overlapping scope where two different teams could perhaps be working on the same project. There is a risk of duplication or, arguably worse, a risk of two teams working on a same project but trying to take the business in very opposite directions. And given that, probably the biggest number one tip is to have alignment across the business. Make it easy to understand and overcome any overlapping challenges that present themselves or, as I say, conflict as well. And as such, prioritization is going to be an important skill for the business to have. There are so many different avenues to go down and you're gonna need a number of different projects live at any one time, but which ones are the right options? And once you have reached a prioritization, it's important to ensure that the wider organization 
is clear and aligned to those overall priorities. If one part of the business is focused on a particular metric, let's say maximizing availability at any cost, but then another part of the business is focused on minimizing waste, something completely opposite. And maybe there's a third part of the business looking at reducing labor. When all of these teams start working, they're going to find conflict. And if that prioritization is not clear, it's going to get messy. With all of this alignment and prioritization, clear communication is important, both in terms of the overall portfolio of change, but also for any given change. What's changing? Who is each individual change for? Because not all changes will be relevant to all people, right? You're going to need to think very carefully about capacity planning and scheduling to help overcome the challenges with overwhelm and mental capacity and training ability and so on. So project management is going to be important on multiple fronts, multiple projects all at once. And so too is program and portfolio management because there's going to be this huge volume of initiatives. So the PMO or project management office is going to be really instrumental to monitor and direct the overall picture and highlight the risks before it gets too messy. So I hope we're on the same page about fundamental and incremental transformation. And now the $64,000 question, which is right for you? Should you be doing fundamental transformation? Or is your business a better fit for incremental transformation? Well, I'd argue that you need to be thinking about both types. Fundamental transformation is a longer play. You need to be thinking further into the future. There is inherently more risk, so you do not want to put all your eggs into one basket. And there is plenty of opportunity to make improvements along the way. So incremental transformation is important as well, because you don't want to stay still for a year or two years or even longer, perhaps. So then the question evolves. If you are taking on both types of transformation, what's the right balance for you? Can you bring them together? Well, I would say, yes, you absolutely can. You need to have a clear strategy and a guiding light or a north star because your overall changes need to be coherent. You don't want to have a big fundamental transformation that's focused on, let's say, high quality service and then a whole massive incremental transformation portfolio saying, let's rip out all the costs everywhere where we can, right? And focus on just doing the bare minimum, cutting out service. That's not going to work. They are at odds with one another and you can see where that would end up. And you should also be thinking that your fundamental transformation actually will evolve into incremental transformation too. If you make a massive change, it's likely, spoiler alert, it's not going to be perfect first time. There are going to be improvements to make. And so you also want to be thinking about that in the roadmap as well. But ultimately, what the right balance is for you is going to really be quite bespoke. It's going to be quite specific to your company and where your business is right now. If the big focus in the company is short-term results, then that short-term thinking will result in more, faster, smaller incremental changes. But if that sounds like you, I would also encourage you to think about some longer-term fundamental transformation as well. Otherwise, you're always going to be chasing the short-term results. You're never going to make 
that significant leap in the market that allows you to overtake your competitors. You're going to never truly grab a massive market share because it's iterative and arguably slower to make a massive change through incremental transformation than a massive change through fundamental transformation. But equally, if your business is about holding market share or perhaps growing, then you're going to be wanting absolutely to plot those bigger fundamental transformations. Whilst you've got a little bit of runway ahead of you, think about how can you keep ahead of the market? How can you make further leaps and bounds to put a bigger gap between you and your nearest competitor? But at the same time, supplement those fundamental transformation initiatives with a continuous stream of incremental changes to keep moving forward. And ultimately, in your company, it's probably likely that people need to understand the difference between fundamental and incremental transformation. There should be a recognition that it is not an either-or. You need to play both cards. And also, when the word transformation is used, everyone is clear on what that is. And that's personally why I prefer the term fundamental and incremental transformation rather than just transformation, because it can be confusing. and as the origin of the word suggests, it's reasonable for it to be confusing. There is no scale in the origin of the word transformation, right? Now, there are also three big tips, massive tips, that we've not actually covered really yet that apply to both fundamental and incremental transformation. So three big tips. Here you go. Number one, Continue listening to the Retail Transformation Show, of course, and tell your colleagues about it too. Number two, subscribe to the Retail Transformation Briefing, the free email newsletter to keep your finger on the pulse of the ever-evolving world of retail. Sign up on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 203. And tip number three, if you are stuck, if you need to drive progress in your transformation program, be it fundamental or be it incremental, then you must reach out to discuss your change roadmap with me. And together, we can get your change program moving. We can rescue it. We can get it motoring. And I would love to help you. Email me, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And let's dive into the details and work out how together we can reinvigorate your change and transformation initiatives. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, then you know there are loads of great episodes in the archives. Here are three additional episodes of the Retail Transformation Show that I think you might enjoy listening to next. Firstly, there is a ton of fundamental transformation in exploring new business models which are driven by sustainability. And in episode 181, number 181, I took a dive into six new business models driven by sustainability. Go and explore them. Then in episode 102, number 102, I was talking about building a strong will to change. And that whole mindset piece is going to be important as well. So check that one out. And finally, In episode 187, number 187, I asked the question, what if your transformation is wrong? And depending on what split of fundamental and incremental transformation you've got, perhaps 
you're a little nervous by that question as well. So three great episodes to go and check out there. You can find all of those references on the show notes, which today are at obandco.uk slash 203. And finally, in our ever-evolving world of retail, you can't stand still. You can't wait, hoping to be pulled along with the wider market and industry. You have to be intentional to drive change and to transform retail, both in a fundamental and an incremental way. And I am here to help you do just that. So if ever I can help, just reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, the listener, about your focus areas, your challenges, and any areas you'd like me to dive into perhaps in a future episode. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Retail Transformation Show. Do hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and check out new episodes every single week. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. So thank you so much. And I'll look forward to joining you on another episode very, very soon. Bye for now. Thank you.